0: Being a bottled-in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner?
1: Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What Drives You is brought to you by Ziegler, your premier source for equipping life and leadership coaches. Visit Ziegler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. Yeah. Welcome to What Drives You. I'm Kevin Miller, and I'm here to help you get more clarity on what drives you and why, so you can upshift your life to go further and faster with more peace and ease. We are driven people who want to reach great destinations and achievements, but also enjoy the daily drive so much we don't ever want to stop driving, because every day feels like a success. In this episode, How to Stop Anxiety, from draining your energy. Actually sounds like a big claim. We all just kind of accepted anxiety as this norm. And yet it is a culprit that is draining our energy every day, every moment. Uh, here's the deal. I mean, you do have anxiety. I do too, uh, as well. Uh, we're all on the spectrum. Our effort here is to help you understand that this, is, this, this anxiety issue uh, is at work and you can mitigate it. In our culture today, we know uh, for an analogy, pesticides, right? They've gotten into all our foods. We cannot escape it. It permeates our entire country at this point, if not our world. Uh, it's the same with anxiety. I mean, we live amongst it and we can't avoid it. Uh, even if we don't really feel like, eh, I'm not really worrying about much, you're still within a culture that is. And we've normalized anxiety. We're finding people are so often feeling drained by the day's time, the end of the day, and they aren't aware of the role that anxiety, either in us or around us or both, it plays such a big part in our life. So I'm with today in this episode, my Peak Wellness co-host, as always, Randy James, medical doctor and functional medicine expert. We're going to get anxiety on the table and discuss how to mitigate it. The topic of anxiety. So when you say that, I hear Dr. Randy James saying, we are all on the spectrum. Yeah. Always have been. Yeah. Our grandparents were, we are, we're all on the spectrum of anxiety. Is it fair? I mean, is, is worry though paramount? I mean, is that the definition of anxiety we're talking about? Because you can have anxiety and excitement about Right. I'm, it's my turn to bat. I'm anxious about. But it's still worry, though, isn't it? it worry. Am, I going, well, to am I going to perform?
1: That's right. Well, let me flip it around, Kevin, and ask you just give me your gut response. What's the opposite of anxiety? Gut is peace. Yeah. Most people would say peace, joy, uh, those kind of e- even,
0: words. Even to co- to com- it might be confidence, even. Okay.
1: Okay. Confidence. And then, so the question is are we all on the spectrum of peace, and joy, and confidence? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so here we... Even daily, um, depending on what I'm doing in my life, if I'm sitting here writing something, I might feel uber confident. If I'm getting ready to do an interview with somebody, I might waver a little bit of my confidence. And then if a kid if, asks me a if hard we question... we say, hey,
1: Kevin, we're going to play soccer. How about you join in?
0: I'm, I don't even know the... <laughs> I don't know the rules. Yeah. That...
1: Now, imagine... Here we are in this world and people are going forth into their marriages, into their fatherhood, into their work. And do you think most people are driving to work with a sense of peace and joy and confidence? Resilience? No, well-being. and I think no. we're
0: unaware. And, and to the point at hand here, anxiety, I'm figuring that it has become, like many things, ill health-wise, it has become the norm. And now we're all sitting at a greater level of anxiety and we're totally clueless because it's just yeah it's become normalized that's why
1: as as we were talking before i wanted to bring this topic up even though we've sort of talked about it uh, with other from a different viewpoint in the past but it is now the number one mental health disorder it is the number one diagnosis is anxiety and almost always like whenever i diagnose anxiety with an icd ICD icd-10 code of f something because f means psychological it's always anxiety with depression or depression with anxiety. They're, they're flip sides of the same coin, because if somebody has lack of joy, lack of peace, lack of confidence, I would be depressed too. Why am I driving to this job? Why won't my son do X, Y, Z like I asked him to do? Am I failing as a father? What? And so then i thought, oh, of course there would be depression on the other side of that. And the the stimulus, the impetus, and, and the book that 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 we'll mention is this book, Finding Quiet, uh, by J. P. Moreland. And the reason it struck me is when he wrote, or when he wrote it later in 2019, pre-COVID, mm-hmm. uh, and and his his uh, his muse was when he was 55. So just like me and you, right? At essentially, he's reached his career, not peak, but He's a full professor. He's, he's got it, right? He's teaching what he wants to. He's got, two, he's got a PhD in theology and one in philosophy. He's there. And he wakes up in the middle of the night with a full-on panic attack for no, quote-unquote, no apparent reason. Right, like you and I have... We like say, he caught it, like, like the virus. he just caught, caught the which virus. Which
0: is everything. You We all think it, we caught it. Yep.
1: That's right. Like, son of a gun, I woke up today and I caught COVID. Don't, or I caught cancer. Didn't or I did my mask on. I, I didn't have my anxiety mask on. and Or my genetics has led to this. Or, and here's the thing, with anxiety, what do most people blame? Work, I don't know. Circumstances. Oh, well, sure. In the studies, though, when you dig into this and you peel back the layers because, okay, what about, again, this guy, his work is exactly what he's dreamed about for his entire life. Every reason to be happy, at peace, and confident. Do most... People out of work in Ethiopia have anxiety, and what? Well, I was just going to
0: say because when you talk <laughs> about circumstances, no matter what my underlying pathology and brokenness and illness and worry and whatever is, if I'm stranded by myself on a desert island for a month, I, as long as there's food there and not, you know, animals that are going to eat me, what, what anxiety do I have? So your own I, brain right
1: you you still bring yourself with you
0: yeah but i could theoretically be there and kind of be at peace it's back here when i get into the circumstances of life and parenting and spouse and work that just exacerbate what's already there is what i hear you saying Uh, yeah yeah
1: okay so in the studies and and this is of course a very this is the soft science right how do you study psychology and things like that so it's not like studying chemistry and physics so granted, the results are kind of squishy and we have to think about them and interpret them. But then, so the experts are now saying, well, probably 10% of anxiety, no, 10% of the cause of anxiety is environment, circumstances. But if you ask the average Joe on the street, they'll say 100%. 90%. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you gotta be kidding me. If I had a million dollars and I was on the beach And my wife would just do this, I'd be perfectly happy. No, you wouldn't. And we know that. So how do we go to Randy and Kevin and say, when we kind of are on our spectrum of anxiety, Mm -hmm. or we perceive lack of peace, joy, resilience, confidence, and then we think, if I could just get that thing done, that book written, that new client, that whatever else, then I would be becoming okay-er. No, you wouldn't.
0: Well, so you and I were just talking about, so I talked with Tommy Breelove. He is a coach to high-performing men, let's call, it, call that. And he said one of the primary issues that they deal with is, I'm going to say imposter syndrome, is ultimately lack of confidence, low, you know, self-esteem issues. He says, and he says it's, he's walking with these guys every day. It doesn't matter if it's a CEO worth $100 million or a starving artist worth nothing it doesn't matter if it's a guy this is what they are primarily dealing with across sure. the board which and takes away the circumstances that's right because the artist might that's think man if I only had hundred million and the, the this guy's thinking if I didn't have all these responsibilities <laughs> that's right and you and I have testified to that as well that
1: if I'm in a room by myself for 15 minutes then the the bubble up you know feeling of concern is going to be am I enough to be
0: what my wife needs for her happiness. And I, I don't, I don't want to leave this, but I keep getting, it's what's known on me too, though, is for the person out there who may feel like things are pretty good. I don't want them to miss their anxiety on the spectrum for maybe some other. They may feel like things are pretty good. They, they feel fairly confident. You know, circumstances are good because I feel like people are still, even that person is still at a higher rate of anxiety and I'm wondering about some of the causations, even like we talk about with, and we're talking about this with kids, but I feel like it affects a lot of people with information age, with social media, with so much available. I've been a little bit enamored with what everybody refers to it as FOMO, fear of missing out. Uh-huh. And I've, and I'm thinking of it because somebody in my family, and I can't recall who it was kind of jokingly referred to that of like, oh my gosh, but if we don't watch whatever we're going to miss out. We're going to miss it. How, and even said, how do I keep? No, it was my wife talking about these shows. She says, oh my gosh, Kevin, I, I'm not keeping up with the podcast. Dude, I put out four <laughs> per week and there's a lot of other great information out there. I hope mine's great. There's a lot of others. I said, let it go. Let, yeah. It's okay. But just that. So here she's having anxiety about keeping up with the pace. Yeah. So I wanted to hit on that because we have the pace of, I mean, that's the pace of, she's wanting to get good information into her head. What's wrong with that? And it's causing her Anxiety, exactly. anxiety, and we've got the next NetFit thing, and the, and, the, and the thing your buddy says you should, you know, binge watch X, Y, Z or whatever. But even that, how many people are looking at the next book, the New York Times list that came out? There's a next book that might change their life. Right. The next podcast, the next magazine article, the next thing you're always coming. Kevin, you have to listen to this. <laughs> you're giving me anxiety, man, because I am missing out. And there is there's so much that on any given day I am I could feel like I am missing out on education, entertainment, opportunity loss. I think about that a lot with business. Okay. So imagine that Imagine that there's a
1: coach who's looking at Randy and Kevin and, and going to the full spectrum of people who, who really do have a tough marriage and it causes anxiety, a tough job and a tough financial situation. And to tell those people, no, 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 that doesn't matter in your happiness. I... That feels overly blunt. Sure. Okay, so we're, we're giving grace to everybody. Like you and I would feel even anxiety of feeling shame for not being as happy as I could be because of all the blessings that
0: I do have. There's
1: no end to that's, how many things
0: I can feel shame about. Yeah, That's
1: right. Okay, so there's the coach. He's looking at us. The muse that I think is great, and, and there's so many of them, but let's use, let's use golf. If you wanted to become a good golfer... Would you read an article or two and expect to become a good golfer? Not just from that. Would you go sit around with a bunch of guys and talk about golf and really chew it up? Uh, Yeah. Okay, as in the Christian sense, what do most people do when they're like, hey, let's get into this? They go and read a few pages in the Bible, a commentary, they go and chew it up with their pastor, their friends, Mm -hmm. and they expect to be different but they don't do the do.
0: Probably. Well, it makes me think of fruits of the spirit because I never, I'll never, i never forget my wife saying at some point we were talking about, I wish I was more patient. patient. And she said something to that effect of well, God's probably going to give you the opportunity to have to, to be patient. <laughs> yeah. That's how you're
1: going to grow it. And it would create anxiety in you.
0: <laughs> it would. It would. If I want to be more compassionate, put myself in the opportunity to have... To, to grow the muscle. To grow to, the muscle as opposed to just hoping it'll get implanted to, yeah. by... a to read about it. A scripture, which is going to ruffle some feathers, but that's, knowledge that's, is a starting point. And I'm, my feathers
1: are ruffled already. It's it's like, ugh, okay, how do we do the do of peace, resilience, confidence, joy, and how do we uh, do the, the don't of don't be anxious, don't be worried, don't... Because if all you do is say, you know, don't worry about it, don't you know, just get over it, just be okay yeah this is what i think people in that anxious world that that they hear the other people saying especially their spouse it just get over it and and that that is like me handing you a golf club and say just golf it's ridiculous or just go run a 5-minute mile or just do anything just go speak german if, if you want to be becoming the kind of person that is well-being, resilience, joy, and peace, and those kind of things, and less anxiety, and the word that you and I said this morning is, if we want, and if I'm telling myself, I want to flourish as a follower of Jesus, as a father, as a husband, I, 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 what would, if I could eavesdrop on what my wife would say about me to somebody else, you know, what would, if there's a flourishingness there, how do I exercise that muscle? And so I'm, I'm looking at you and me here, and other people are going to have to hear it into their own world, is how do we proactively exercise the muscles of the doing of this thing called golf that mm-hmm. we're saying is resilience and peace? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, number one is that's what coaching is. Step outside of yourself and you see yourself with your golf swing. Okay, now the coach is going to say, Oh gosh, you're dropping your shoulder again. I told you, don't do that. Okay, tomorrow we're gonna just swing 100 swings and you keep your shoulder up. We don't care how the ball goes, just keep your shoulder up. Just keep your, just turn your wrist. Just do, you know, drop your hips and your elbows and whatever all the things that the coach says and then you swing 100 times with that thought process. So if it's compassion... Okay, I'm going to go and not just read about compassion. I'm going to memorize this compassionate verse. And then I'm going to meditate and posture myself to look for compassion throughout the day. And there's, and I'm already feeling overburdened by this. Oh. Yeah.
0: I was going to say, go to the nursing home. Go to the homeless shelter. Go to where you want. Compa- there's opportunities out there. I don't well, want to do them. but I don't you. either. Well, here's where I was going with that. You and I
1: suffer from a lack of compassion to ourselves. In the space of resilience and anxiety, you cannot go, I don't want you in the nursing home if you can't love yourself. If you cannot know self-compassion, how can you be compassionate to the nursing home or to your daughter? It's the number two commandment, right, from Jesus himself is love yeah love others as you love yourself which is terrible if you hate yourself if you cannot stand yourself for 15 minutes alone in a room how in the world can you go to your wife and son who are just as sinful and broken and needing compassion and redeeming and all these other things as you do so here we are at the at the crux right and i think most people would be like oh yeah okay i hear you good idea You know what? And most people aren't going to be changing. They're not going to submit to the coach until what? They They break. They break. Yeah. And, okay, J.P. Moreland and the story of of this guy in the book, Finding Quiet, is he's a full professor. He's got all the accolades, and he broke. Woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning with a panic attack. And and I can, we've talked about, you know, cortisol and DHEA and epinephrine and all these. We can, you don't just catch it. It's in that. And the book is about, oh yeah, when I look backwards in my childhood and then this happened and that happened, I was a walking ball of getting ready to break. And he may have no, and, and we are all on the spectrum. We all have the camel's back that with one more straw could break and we generally don't pay attention to these straws until the pain is enough for me to say, oh, I got to get rid of some of these that's, straws.
0: That's the, it's been years, but Dan Harris, a lot of people know. I think ABC, I think this, it was the network he's with. His book's back here. He's got His book was 10% Happier. He has a podcast, 10% Happier. I think he has a meditation app. And it was his story. Same thing of man. He's got the, he was the well, he anchor was rock star, man. Yeah. And then he had a pan, a panic attack on air. On air. So you can do Dan Harris panic attack and you can watch it on air. It's nothing dramatic. He just kind of stumbles his words. He can't get them out, get them out. They had to go to, you know, cut to something else. And he had to realize that he had a panic attack and he went and looked at how he had been growing that propensity kind of thing. through yep. so many different things. So
1: another he, book that we've talked about in the past, uh, hardwiring happiness. All right. And then his next book was Resilient. Uh, All of the, can't think of. Uh, uh, <laughs> I can't either. Okay, keep talking. Um, the so it's it's we joke about it, right? You don't wake up and catch diabetes. You don't wake up and catch cancer and say, yeah. "Well, son of a gun, I've been smoking a pack a day, never once had cancer in my life for forty years. How? Where did this come from?" It's. And so we want to look at ourselves with compassion, and for those who are in the midst of panic and anxiety and all of that, I appreciated J.P. Moreland here also saying, look, do not stigmatize somebody for using a medicine any more than stigmatizing a guy with cancer to cut the thing out and you need a surgeon. Right. Use the tools, but then, okay, use the medicines. And for all of us who are in pre-anxiety, which is everybody, pre-panic attack, pre-depression, or pre-just bad day, lack of resilience, how do you approach this to, to not become more at risk? You cannot remove all the straws from the camel's back. You can't quit your job and quit your wife and quit your kids and quit. No,
0: that's, You're just going to be just as depressed and anxious, you know, as a bum on the street. Well, but it comes back to your perspective on stress, saying stress is not bad. It's our response. It's the response. Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to think about 20,000 breaths, according to the EPA which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to dot ocom Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. YahooFinance.com. you're just going to be just as depressed and anxious you know as a bum on the street well but it comes back to your perspective on stress saying stress is not bad yeah. it's our response it's the response this hit me yesterday randy after we talked about it and i thought about if we think about the bad effects of smoking right? Yeah. If you and I on the back deck, instead of looking at Pike's peak and having a, a, a bowl of veggies or whatever, we knock back a couple smokes, you know, maybe a beer every <laughs> single day. Now, so we know that that generally is going to lead to, you know, cancer and obesity and, and, and yada, yada that for those who just don't feel it's acute, because we got a lot of, this has been, this is me, you know, we were at the table together talking with Steve Smith and I was arguing until yep. until I broke I like the water. until I broke a year or two later, uh arguing for this because I just didn't perceive it was it was bad it was it was these are good things i'm willingly taking i want to take on all this stuff I want to be a high achiever and so with that in mind, to, to those, our fellow high achievers and people out there thinking they're maybe doing well and not, but I thought about, man, that underwriting anxiety that I'm not giving gravity to, I thought about an open refrigerator door. So if my home is vacant right now, uh, it never is, but if it was, and I had left the refrigerator open, and I come home eight hours later, nine hours later, 10 hours later, I've never done this, but. Um, that thing's going to have been running all day long. That engine will be at the height of heat. It could even burn out. So the engine is is overheating. Uh, it may be cool in the room, especially if you've got a small house. I've, I've cooled off the rest. And I thought, uh, to me, that was telling because when I have anxiety, man, it's, it's, it's negatively affecting everybody around me. Mm-hmm. They're getting cooler, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And then maybe the food inside is not as cool. I could have some food that went bad. That if we think about that, if we are all having this undergirding anxiety at whatever level, maybe it's a two, Mm -hmm. maybe it's a nine that's there, we're just running ourselves hotter, harder than we would otherwise. And I think that's what we don't realize. And at the end of the day, we realize, man, I have no capacity to deal with my spouse or my kids. I don't have anything left other than to watch Netflix or just go to bed or have a a whiskey or, or whatever it is, medicate that. Because we don't realize we have been running, overrunning all day long with this energy. Is
1: Nowadays, we can now identify that in the lab. So what you just described, earlier this morning, we were talking about people who also, one of the main breaking points is lack of energy. They just can't do it anymore. And they say, I'm so tired, or I don't have energy. But we don't measure energy. Like in that refrigerator, we could measure the heat or the coolness in the fridge or the coolness outside of the room. You, how do you do that in a human? Well, on the brain side, mm-hmm. this is that other book we were talking about, but on the brain side, so brain waves, well, alpha so beta. People, really want, so, what book? So the, so the book is uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, Joe Dispenza. And intriguing book. He does not write from a conservative Christian aspect. He writes it from a different kind of an aspect. Um... But nevertheless, you know, whatever your belief system is, your brain is creating waves, alpha, beta, theta, delta. And we, we know this, right? This is not alternative or hooey-gooey. And when you're in what you just described, when you leave the refrigerator on or open and you now have to produce more cold in order to get the thing done, that is high beta. So okay. beta waves are what we're doing right now. This, Out, can you say output? Is uh, that, is that yeah, clear? thinking. Uh, we are communicating thinking we're thinking about things this is beta we're probably in mid beta high beta is going to be your stress response fight or flight and so high beta is if for whatever reason we we heard a giant thunderclap or the you know a car wreck outside or you know and your heart rate goes up and all of those kind of things so many of us are operating not at the medium beta but at that high beta because we perceive our jobs as Something and again, the stress is the perception mm-hmm. of of that yeah, and now <clears throat> we are coming we are creating humans, especially American humans, that are approaching their marriages and their jobs, already having years of high beta of the refrigerator doors open all the time because we ne- it never shuts to to go down into alpha theta. Delta, delta being sleep. And we've talked about sleep a lot. If you don't get your seven hours or whatever, most people operating on five to six these days, maybe an average of six of bad sleep. And then you go right back to high beta. And this is, is, you you mentioned the refrigerator and maybe a better one is you are operating your car in second gear at 60 miles an hour Hmm. almost all the time. No. And then you come home and there is no second gear to go down to. You've trashed it. So you go to first, meaning I'm going to hide. I'm going to, you know, leave me alone. Survival. I don't have it's just survival. So don't, don't blame the second gear or, or don't blame 60 miles an hour. Don't, don't blame the stress because we've said all, all along what's the opposite of stress? Death. Death. Okay, life is stress. It is good. But your stress response, and we've, so go back to the golf coach, and it's kind of like you've got the uh, evil golf coach over here saying, oh, that's a perfect swing, and we're hacking it. and But we get a feedback loop that says, man, that ice cream is good. And it is in a certain kind of a context over here with the good coach that says, you know, if you if we were in the sandpit, that kind of swing might be OK, but we're on the tee box. We're doing a drive. Don't don't have cupcake have and ice cream on your birthday, but don't have it every day all the time and call it breakfast. Yeah. All of the, and you know, stressful work is good when you or for me, it was finals week. Right. Like, ugh. but if I had been doing the daily work all the time, finals week would have been much less stressful. Etc. 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 So the the golf coach is telling us, you know, it is really hard and kind of boring to start your days with five minutes of breath work, Kevin. With five minutes of meditation, you know what that is? That is alpha and theta waves. When you purposefully close your eyes and go into yourself, your own thoughts, you've just went from high beta less. Yeah, by definition, no different than if we said, take five deep breaths, you just changed your heart rate, you just changed your blood pressure. These are the mechanics of what's going on. But we don't have a measuring stick for peace, joy, resilience, confidence. But are those things related to alpha, beta, theta, delta, and how much you've done this and that? So the coaching, the actual practical points that even people ask, they're driving, okay, don't close your eyes, but take a deep breath think about the breath you have just changed your
0: essence your it's the <laughs> michael junior who i had on the Ziggler show recently think about what you're thinking about man that one has stuck with me and and as we talked this morning randy that thing that you brought me we talked about on the show i think years ago of saying kevin how, in essence you were saying how are you showcasing being an entrepreneur to your kids yeah. are you or being a father your- being a husband. Yeah. Is this high anxiety, yeah. Yeah. burdened? Man, I, I don't. I to look out there at, at us as parents. What do we show? Are we showcasing our kids a marriage they would want to emulate, work that they would want to emulate, parenting uh, that they would want to, you know, ever even participate in? I mean, how are we? That's so convicting to me on this anxiety of, of being aware of what am I, you know, letting in. And then, but then to what you said too. I'm not going to stop being a spouse, father, <laughs> business owner, whatever. So, what am I left with? We can change the circumstances. I mean, I don't want to sidestep that. If you're in a crappy job with 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 hard people, man, can you change your perspective for the better and have it make a difference? Absolutely. But to some degree, I, I get a little worn on that because it's some degree. If you're standing in a pile of crap, be as happy as you want, man. But it's just, you're in a pile of crap. I would really help you get out of that and wash your sure. feet so you've got to judge that um you know so circumstances you got to look at those but then it is of the i so often do because even mine what are, what's really bad about my circumstances not really anything right but man i can get wrapped up in it and i have to think about what i'm thinking about and change my perspective for me it's the god complex I go, you know i am not saving the world uh, rife right. is not dependent upon kevin miller very little right right And if you carried that burden
1: around with you, and then you and I were hanging out, you would bring me down. And not only are you not saving the world, now you're hurting it. Oh, uh, which was another phrase in the book. Um, One guy said it this way. You are, in a sense, so we have to nuance this, in a sense, you are morally obligated to be as happy, as joyful, as peaceful as possible. Because by definition now, we can measure this as well. Everybody, you know, People know that if a bad apple walks in the room, a you know, narcissistic, whatever, stuck-up kind of a guy, he's going to bring the tone of the room down. We, we all say, oh, yeah, I felt that. And the opposite is true. And I would say this, that I would support you that normally when you
0: walk into the room, the room goes up. Agre- you- agreed. Uh, I thought you were going to go here, though. Uh, I, we all know that we have a negative, as humans, a negativity bias that the majority of our thoughts tend to be, whether you want to attribute that to the, you know, to protective uh, uh, response uh, or, or, or or spirituality I, or, you know, whatever that it is. And I thought you were going to say to some degree, I, I agree, but I feels like in the culture, in social groups that the propensity for the bad apple to come in and sour. Yeah. Is more uh, absolutely
1: than, Absolutely. Okay. And and we can measure that actually. So there are now brainwaves again, going back to this, yeah. that what does your brainwaves do when sour apple walks in the room? It's measuring. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, the opposite is true too. So we are morally obligated to bring a self that's going to, you know, shared improvement <clears throat> to the world where this hit me this morning was on my sour apple drive to school. Mm. Most parents don't appreciate being a chauffeur. <laughs> Agreed. Okay, okay. And I thought, okay, I can either hate my job, but I can't get rid of this one. Right. I'm not standing in a pile of crap or whatever. I'm not going to force we, my we, kids we, to walk. We could
0: hire drivers. <laughs> we could. I feel like a schmuck, but or, and
1: now I'm convicting myself, I am morally obligated to bring a tone to the car that's going to help my kids. Yeah. Now, if they're sour apples, then I can call them out, but let me not contribute to the issue. And so this morning, <laughs> um, anyway, one of them was a sour apple and I'm like, hey, I, and I said, don't choose to be grumpy. What you just said right there we had no place. So, now granted, he's 10 and he's not really going to be able to think about this with me, but how do I be becoming the kind of dad that's going to encourage my 10-year-old to become 11 and less sour? More, uh, whatever the, uh, you know, more sweet. And... And, but at the same time, I can't also walk around and think, "Oh, I'm a failure as a follower because my sour, grumpy kid is is going to school." It's right. it's this, and this goes back to what's the my default mode brain, and that's what you just said is is mostly negative, mostly fearful, mostly anxious, mostly. And if we look at the amount of brain electricity energy. That is going on to maintain a default mode of fear, anxious, depressed, negativity versus resilience, capacity, love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, gentleness. It's overwhelmingly on this other side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're we're not we're, we. I think we've we've brought a case to ourselves and to people to say, okay, how how do I be becoming? a 53 year old guy next week that is a little bit more joyful a little bit more resilient than i was at 52 i have got to be honest with myself and wake up in the morning or go to bed on time turn the darn tv off for me i struggle with not eating too late into the night go to bed less full in order to be becoming the kind of guy who in the morning can say let me purposefully close my eyes Put my brain in that alpha-theta state where, by definition, you are wellering more than you are unwellering. This is the formation of a habit to be forming me to be becoming the guy I want
0: to become. That I love that the guy I want to become, I, you know, it's in the, in the book that I've just written of talking about that to ourselves. I want to be the kind of guy who does yeah. X and to look at, we could look at every area of significance in our lives and go, what do I want to be intentionality in, in, in regards to the book I've been reading you know lately. But I think about that to think, of when do we think about, or I want to be thinking about what is my state of being? What is my mental state right now? Getting into the car, getting ready to show for the cars. What is my mental state? Getting into the office, standing in front of your desk. Okay, before I start banging away, what is my mental state right now? Man, I'm 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 50. I that that has not been a consistent part of my life to 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 drive up into the driveway at night before I walk into everybody and go, what is my mental state? And it may not be that I can cure it, but at least to be aware and go, man, I am bitter. I'm bitter right now because of X, Y, Z that happened here because of the pressures here. Or I'm, I'm afraid because my wife and I had this hard conversation. I got to walk in and deal with it and to be aware. And and normally we're just on autopilot. But for me, again, it's just so convicting to think about what kind of mental state do I want? What would I be proud of? I mean, I, I don't want to be your friend if you're neurotic, Randy, if you're, Wigged I don't, out not want to be me. <laughs> oh, yeah, if you're, if you're wigged out, if you don't have any time for me, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, like you look at love languages and stuff, and mine is, I guess you could say time, but just attention. Am I important enough to command your attention? And I am. I mean, it speaks so much to me that I could knock on your door. You've always, generally, you know, unless you got a patient right there, got a minute for me. You're the kind of guy, so I know you as the kind of guy who, who wants to be a good friend, who wants to have time, who doesn't want to be, honestly, what you were six years ago when did we start working together some and you're going with your clipboard and your suit and tie frantically to the next person because you're already an hour behind and people are pissed off in the waiting room um and to see you change but i did put that on me do i want to be that busy anxious guy no no nobody wants that nobody wants that for me even if I, even if there's some credibility that goes with, right?
1: Wow, look at you! How busy you are, and
0: I think that we're falling away from that. And I know that I am with people. When I hear somebody and they have no schedule opening, openings, they never have a moment. I think, well, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you're not more successful. That you don't have some flexibility and time in your life. When when can we get back to that? And yet, it feels like culturally, there's the all the constant norming. And even elevating because we all want to just justify where we're at of being anxious and neurotic, and I see it with the kids. It's almost like a badge of oh, I'm freaking out. Oh,
1: Kev, the uh, we've got a rash of high school students, and talk about anxiety and the oh, I'm on medications, kind of a a badge. Uh, again, to not degree, to stigmatize maybe? medications. There's a time and a place. It needs to be the right thing to do. But
0: well, that has, That's not saying the medication is bad, but the desire or the, 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 the normalizing. I'm, I'm
1: so busy that I need this yeah. or that I, it crushed me or something, something, something. And what you, what we were saying about if we almost every human, when you step back and think, okay, what about on your deathbed? And you look back. Okay, don't even go to deathbed. What about right now today? What is the absolute most important thing in your life? And you would say my relationship with God, who I am at core. And I would submit to all of us And the psychology of the the way that God set things up is that we first have a sense of self as an infant of cold, hunger, pain. I was
0: going to question you saying that relationship. Uh Uh-huh. Can you really and this is now we're just getting into deep can you really do that without first being at least aware of and having a relationship with self how can i even authentically no that's what i'm arguing oh but, well, we're arguing the same thing yes we are okay, okay. but, but
1: in just, a lot of christian circles it would be like oh no you you that is a selfish kind of like we're born into sin idea that there's a badness there i'm like well you know all infants are infants And yes, we would say, okay, you know, whatever the theology is of born into sin, original sin, and all those kind of things, nobody is perfect. Yeah. But seemingly, God has designed the system to where the first awareness, right, going into the reality of the physics of biochemistry is self. Yeah. Pain, cold, hunger. And like I was telling you this morning— we know that when a baby is born, they are born into delta waves. They cannot have a thought of God. Right. They can't, because they only have a sense of awareness, self. This is yeah. it's a more like when you're dreaming. You, you, I would never hold you responsible for something you said while you're asleep, even though theoretically it came out of your brain or whatever else, right? Right. Uh, so that's the that's the baby's mind. So uh, the sense of self. But I grew up thinking that's the worst. That's narcissism. That's selfish. And that's what we were saying about. It sound, I, It's uh, even
0: saying that from the Christian I, realm. Did, that's like hoodoo guru. Yo, you're enlightened and uh, right. Eastern
1: and, religion uh, and all and that. that's where I appreciate the book. So here's a very theologically conservative author who is saying the words that I am saying about coherence. Getting your brain and heart and breath on the same wavelength, right? This sounds yeah. hooey-gooey, but now we can measure wavelength. Getting your brain and heart and breath on the same saying wavelength,
0: right? This sounds yeah. hooey-gooey, but now we can measure wavelengths. But well, hooey-gooey, but I have grown, I grew up my, the majority of my life in the church, in the evangelical church, yeah. different religions, whatever. And in my own journey through personal development and, and whatnot, re- felt like, and I struggle with this today, that we're up here on the platform preaching to people. Who are so broken and unaware of themselves? I question their capacity for God at all Ooh, to be, to even, yeah, to be to within them be. to make a, a difference,
1: to the, co- to be aware of God. I thought what I thought you were going to say is to, their capacity to go and serve. But well, if you go that's even deeper, further,
0: right? yeah, yeah, that's further down yeah, that's, the line. Well, that may be where it came from because we got the pastor up there going, okay, all of us arrived Christians. Let's go out there and serve everybody else. And I'm looking back here and I know that dude. And he is, he's, he's like not two moments away from suicide. Right. Their marriage is exploding. They're just listening to this thing and it's like Charlie Brown. They're hearing wah, wah, wah. There's no relation to their life because they are so wrecked. And <laughs> I feel like so many of it, that we need this awareness of self. And it's almost a sequential thing. It's like you and I talking about what is the... Number one, we did a show on this. Number one, what is the most important thing? If you only did this, we kind of came down to sleep recovery <laughs> with the bottom of the. Which
1: let's go a step further. Go back to delta waves. All right. Right. Go back to a brain that's just feeling or just being just recovering from the stress of the day. Again, it's your stress response. And if you don't sleep as a part of stress response, then you will wake up the next day and be more stressed. Yeah. And I think there's a very, very close relationship to from from between sleep and Sabbath, which means cease, stop. Yeah, right. Just be. Very close relationship there, and I have to say this too because our culture—if we don't approach this as you know, you and I are going to say we're following Jesus as much as we can, and we're not promoting a false sense of self-esteem. Like, I'm not to esteem myself as better than you. But I can't esteem myself as nothing, as worthless, as whatever. So it's a sense of self uh, awareness, a self, a sense of not of self care, self love, not selfish. Yeah. Not self. So that nuance is so subtle and so that it that. Yes, our culture dramatically messes this up, and then we have if we have a psychology that's now saying, if you're confused about your your gender even or whatever, then the world is going to bend around you, to the tune of disfiguring surgeries or, or chemicals that uh, you know that's a very controversial kind of thing. But I would say no, no, no. Let's I I care for you are born in this way. I care for that person. We don't need to change you. Because of, of uh, you should love you. A- anyway, the confu- This is a part of our cultural I, confusion. It, well, it's
0: it, it is in that. It's so hard. It is. It's so it's so <sighs> deep. Which all of this stuff we're talking about the self and, you know, there's I don't know how we can do that without theology and, and doctrine and perspective, again, on self-awareness and what do you believe? What are your values? And I'm doing, I'm doing a show coming up on values and <laughs> how much more anxiety do I have when I don't even know what I value and I am just running through from you know, one thing to the one next. Thing to the other. I, I did want to just pull out again from a tangible aspect, you mentioning, uh, you just said something about anxiety and sleep. And it made me think about, I'm so aware I've been convicted sometimes when I've gone to sleep after watching whatever, you know, show or movie or, or more so even, you know, music and to wake up in the morning and that, that tune is going through and it may mm-hmm. not be something terrible, but if it's, you know, Billy Jean is not my lover, I think it really, that was just running through my head all yep. night long. It's amazing to me. How much of the anxieties and the worries, you know, of, again. Okay,
1: well, let me convict you a little more. Please. I've, 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 this is one of those things where I say, Kevin, you got to read this book. So he mentions Act's that. up on my screen. I will. I'm all <laughs> He mentions the tactic. Again, the golf coach is going to say, huh, Kevin, I've noticed that you're, you're, <clears throat> your wrists aren't quite right here. And it's called, you're going to bed with the wrong thoughts. Yeah. So let me give you a suggestion. Go to bed with these different thoughts. Now, you can either do it or don't, but for the next 90 days in a row, like we're going to come out to the golf course, and I want you to swing this way. It's called Don't Watch Those Shows, Watch These Shows. Don't read those books, read these books. And, and he mentions, and in fact, the other book also, uh, the Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself book, is saying that as your brain is going from high beta to lower, to then uh, alpha and then theta, and then you're falling. That's kind of why we say fall asleep. Huh. But you're going through this stuff. If you're plummeting, like I've always kind of prided myself on I'd fall asleep really fast. Probably, I mean, that, it's called latency. So my watch tells me that my latency period is sometimes like two, three minutes. And it ought to be seven to 10. And then 20 to 30 is too long. Okay. right to, to fall asleep but if you just go boom, like a rock then whatever you were thinking up here you're probably bringing with you down here into delta wave like what you just said and if up here is mostly negative which we've established it mostly is if i don't alter it yeah if you don't by, change it you are pro, yeah so by definition you are choosing mm-hmm. unawares to practice these bad golf habits and then we wonder why can't we hit the ball down the fairway street why why does i why do i always hook it
0: yeah. like, well you've practiced hooking it <laughs> you know just i just uh, again just a tangible thing you got me back to reading fiction books which i had not for so long at night i look forward to going to bed mm-hmm. to, to go to bed to read the next thing i do I do sometimes. Sometimes it's not a bad. I mean, I don't read bad books, but sometimes I'll realize, oh, it's just a little more exciting than I want. Right before going to bed, and you know, let me pick something else. But I love having a redeeming story, redeeming thought. That that's just a tangible thing. Obviously, if you can meditate and get your head on right or whatever, but there are some you know some things to do. I I I do Randy want to just on an overall aspect with this. Of looking at anxiety, and we I didn't intend it, didn't talk about it, but we've gotten into talking about spirituality quite a bit in this. It's hard for me not to feel like that's one of the primary treatments, uh, things to consider as far as anxiety, at least for me. When my life is just about me, I am the end of the story, there is no greater picture. That's anxious. Right, um, The
1: world is back on your shoulders.
0: The world is back on my, that, that is anxious no matter what you feel like. But from a literal, the roles in my life as a father, as a husband, as a business person, as an influencer, as an author, as a whatever, to realize that once, because over here we're saying, man, you've got to care for self. You need self-confidence. You need self-esteem. Yes, you need the confidence that doesn't require me to have to be all things to all people either. Because over here, I am not God. Right. I am not God. My my kids, as much as 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 important as we think that I am, if I get hit by a truck this afternoon, a year from now, they're going to exist. Something will have worked out. My friends and family will come around. My life insurance policy. I mean, they will exist. And I know that that's exaggerated. But sometimes it takes stuff. Like that for me to think, man, this is not all on me. Why am I so wrapped up in myself? And, and it, it to me, it sometimes comes to feeling that there's pride and the ego because mm. we all want to be important. And especially if you don't have purpose in your work, man, you want to be important to your family or vice versa or whatever. We all, all want this importance. My gosh, to back up and go, what am I so wrapped up about? Mm. Holy smokes, Kevin. My my wife, she existed before I did. I mean, she's not dependent upon... Me and yeah, even if we look at finances, I got good life insurance, they'll, they'll be okay, they may be better off financially, you know. Um, but to look at that and go, What am I? And now, but further, if I do believe not only in a bigger picture, but an actual being, a god, a deity, I think really is is this much riding on me? Is he so needy of me, right?
1: To, To be the influencer, the father, your children's eternal destiny is on your hands there is that that nuance the sense of yeah pride or arrogance what, or egotistical well, approach knew
0: it, then there's tension because t- yeah we're not trying to minimize the role i'm not going to go flippantly out here and go. Ah, it doesn't freaking matter man there'll be a fine without me let's go golf <laughs> come on all day long for the next week but how do we hold that tension t- yeah. of of, of gravity, and, and, and I believe God does have me mm-hmm. you know, for these roles and has an intent for me, but he's not dependent upon.
1: So to me, Kevin, it's that, and we said it this morning, is I'm a little taken aback by the reality that in all likelihood the, the end-all purpose of this existence is going to go back to this idea of Being of of thought of mind of 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 mind of god as first mind of principle of the first causes and this life is a training ground a preparation for a next life that is has more gravity more challenge more excitement <clears throat> within that realm of mind of of that energy, we still cannot, you know, Einstein, we we still can't define energy equals MC squared and all this kind of stuff. And like you and I have said, are we meant to understand this, that we are in the infinite and no. And, and even as somebody is, I always picture somebody listening to this in the car and like, I listen to my podcast and it's like, I'm going to get to where I'm going. And then I got to hit off. Yeah. And then I got to go do a thing. But doing that thing is not the end-all, be-all, whether it's fatherhood, husbandhood, or even my own, this side of death, pursuit of Jesus, of how to live. It's, it, it, there is a mystery of something beyond us that I will eagerly die for, that I will eagerly spend my life in pursuit of, and that's why I'm willing to change what I eat. That's why I'm willing to try to go to bed on time and to try to listen to a golf coach who's going to tell me, eat more of this and less of that. I'm going to say, oh, okay, that's okay.
0: I'm going to try. You use the word die for. I'm going to die for to think about battle, to think about the gravity that we do give life, even as I find myself for this topic. Hmm. Amused lately has become, can I be lighthearted I'm not a lighthearted person by nature. Why not? Why can't I do both? <laughs> because we just talked about dying for something. <laughs> I know, but okay, okay, right, right. And so it it and it, it brings me to, it's not minimizing the gravity right. to also be lighthearted, which makes me think of your book about the zebras. What's the title? Uh, why don't
1: zebras get, get ulcers? ulcers?
0: Yeah, I saw it uh, recently somewhere. And that they have full capacity to understand the gravity of that line coming after them that is going to kill them somebody if they don't us. perform yeah. at a high level so they've been preparing <laughs> eating their veggies to yeah. perform at a high. Level. they do it's over and then they start cracking jokes with each other. Yep. Man, do you see? That was man just looking line. Like the I zebra did.
1: on uh, Madagascar. Madagascar. <laughs> there you
0: go. Can I hold those and have confidence in myself and feel, you know, take care of myself and yet realize I am not God? Can I have gravity to my roles and then realize it's not all dependent upon me? And it comes back to... I, I, attention maybe is not a bad word because even that in itself sounds anxiety That's right. Yeah. It's you, the both are. Can the I hold them both? Yeah. Palms and- up.
1: And I, th- I think, yes, and not perfectly, you will fail.
0: And it's okay because now that gives me anxiety, Randy. <laughs> no, but it, it's, it, a no it's a lighthearted <laughs> failure. But th- that would be there, there would be things I, I, I can fail, and it's not going to be an ultimate failure. It's not all oh, on me. Oh, we're coming up to the end of our time, but one of the lines in the book,
1: and I, I just, I, or I underline it, and I sit there and I think about it, and it is don't waste your pain don't waste your failure don't waste your anxiety kevin okay it's and let's stick with pain don't waste your symptom pain is there for a reason it teaches it forms it's your coach and the coach is saying gosh if you do that again you're going to wrench your shoulder well i don't really believe you and we keep going until we feel the pain again can we go into tomorrow? It's it's Friday morning for you. you know, can we go into Friday morning and I've got a you know I've got a, a prospect right. I'm going to try to sell my product to this guy and fail success. Can I go into this and if I fail, I'm not going to be down in the dumps. I'm going to say, huh, what did I say wrong? Do wrong? Think wrong? Whatever else. And if I succeed, I'm not going to think, oh, my gosh, I'm the best guy in the world or whatever else. I say, huh, what did I do in order to be becoming the kind of guy who can invite somebody else to buy a product that I'm selling that I believe is going to help this guy? Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that, even though it, it, sport is such a good analogy. You will not win every time. And it hurts. Yeah, But it, you know, practice does not make perfect. We strive not for perfection, but for excellence. Always a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more i, I, I can I can get up for that
0: I want a little less anxiety uh, well, friends, thanks for tuning in as we all work to leverage the power of our unique inner drive to bolster it and wake every day to our authentic, driven, and inspired lives. Uh, you can find Dr. Randy James if you want to further on at truelifemedicine dot com A lot of you guys connect with his practice. And sometimes I get to see you out here in the mountains of Colorado, getting him to help bolster your drive by helping you find your peak wellness. If you appreciate this podcast, it would be a gift. If you'd rate it on Spotify, give us a rating and a review on Apple. You can watch it and uh, see clips on the whole thing on YouTube or clips as well there or on social media, find me at kevinmiller.co about anywhere and everywhere. And if you want to learn how to master your own inner drive, check out my book, What Drives You on Amazon. You You can find it about any form you want. Until next time, stay driven.
1: Yeah.